All right, the circus is in town because we have gone to JWP, and that is, I guess, a tribute to uh, Command Bolshoi. <laughs> How dare you call JWP the circus? Clearly, the promotion YMZ. <laughs> Get your promotions right, you scrub. Well, you know, I, I'm looking up theme songs because I want to at least give some. Uh, what's the word? Some. Intro. Yeah, some intro to specific promotions or associate it with a wrestler. And uh, Bolshoi's a clown. And on Pure J's own like YouTube and website, they have a Bolshoi tribute, and it's just the circus Bomb is coming. <laughs> sure is. Listen, don't don't insult Bolshoi. Bolshoi is a goddamn legend, and she's great. She saved this company. Well, back in 2011, they were uh, one of the top three Joshi promotions uh, at this time, <laughs> next to uh, Oz Academy and, ooh, actually, might be top two. Probably number two. I think they're number two. Because I don't think Ice Ribbon got that big yet. They were still very much in the middle. And I don't think Wave got that big either, even though... No, not I yet think they it's, were, no. I think it's the most fun to watch currently because it has a lot of the young wrestlers getting highlighted to an extent. <laughs> right. Well, I think I like watching GWP more, but I'm also a big mark for this promotion, so I, I enjoy a lot of the, the wrestlers that come through it. Like, I love Hanako Nakamori, who was on the show, Bolshoi, uh, Kari Onoyama back then, too, Leon. I, I love GWP. It's a good promotion. Well, I had a blast watching this, because this is Tag League The Best 2011. First ever tag league in JWP's history. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, the name comes from uh, AJW. Yes. So uh, if you if you will let me, I uh, have a bit of a of a story here for this whole why how this came to be. Well, I'm gonna have to have you wait on that story because Ooh, if you are okay. listening on the Big Egg <laughs> Joshi podcast, thank you for listening in. Share it with your friends. Spread the word. This is why we do this. And hopefully more of you can sign up for the Patreon to get these episodes two weeks early to help fund the DVDs that we get, the uh, tape trading uh, that it takes to embark on this uh, contextual journey and learning journey throughout uh, coming out of the dark ages of women's wrestling. Yes, send it at the $5 tier if you're so bold and you want to experience my awesome JD Star Reviews. They're over at the $5 tier, as is JD's over here's LLPW reviews and his uh, Suffering Starcade reviews. Is that a good name for him? I don't know anymore. I'm out, I'm out of the uh, the worst era <laughs> of Starcade at this at point in time. Hut, at, a, at a Pizza Hut man's era? Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, that ended. Then I went to Bill Watts, and now I'm into the era of Vader, which is way better. <laughs> Yay, but, no more suffering. <laughs> but it's still WCW in the end. So right. take that for what it's worth. But yeah, that like that journey's actually almost over. I only got about a few more months of it. Ooh, that's cool. So I got to figure out what I'm going to replace it with. Well, I'm sure that pa the patrons will be eagerly awaiting that. I was thinking uh, some Dragon Gate and DDT stuff. Ooh, could you if you find old Dragon Gate, I might want to at least join in watching that. I'm very curious about old Dragon Gate. Yeah. So anyways, you had a story over JWP. Yes, yes. So, uh, if, as as most know, um, AJW closed in 2005. A dead mm -hmm. promotion. 
Yes, very dead. No longer here. No longer there, right? Well, you see, they had their own tag league. However, the last year of it was in 2004. They also had a sponsorship for said tag tournament. Now, granted, it's never combined with the name. It's just called Tag League the Best. But it was always sponsored by Daily Sports Newspaper, which is a newspaper in Japan that covers wrestling and various sports. Uh, I believe it's still operational, but it's obviously not like as big as Shoe Pro and stuff like that. It covers other sports as well as wrestling. But it's a, it's a neat little sponsorship to have, right? So they had it for years and years and years. Uh, it died with the company, but the sponsorship was up for grabs. In comes JWP a few years later, not right away, as they grab the sponsorship and decide to, well, fuck it, we'll make tag belts out of it. And so they make tag belts, they combine them with their JWP belts, right? Then they decide in 2011, years after the fact, well, tag leagues are important. A wave just did their first tag league, the Dual Shock Wave Tag League tournament, which was very popular for them at the time. I believe it was before uh, Catch the Wave, or it might have been after. Either one, it was it was very popular for them. It was after so, Catch oh, the Wave. Okay, because uh, normally I think it happens before Catch the Wave in the calendar. Uh, not uh, too well, sure about that. we are going to cover Dual Shock Wave in 2011 here later in the year, I believe. Okay, so maybe they kept it the same and changed it later. I, I don't remember. Either way, uh, t- tag leagues were were kind of in, a popular thing at the time, right? So they decided, well, we're going to resurrect tag league the best right? from our old rivals AJW. So they called it JWP Tag League the Best. There you go. It was Bolshoi's idea, by the way. At this point, I think Bolshoi is the president of the company. So Catch the Wave is uh, May to July, and the Dual Shock is from uh, is in September. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, was so was it Dual Shock then? There was there was I mean, a they tag league that they could have changed. They could have changed it later. <laughs> I don't remember now, but I do know that there was there was a tag league because Bolshoi had mentioned the popularity of tag league. So I thought she had been referencing catch the the, the wave one that they had started in 2011. Um, sure, they didn't start in 2010. Dual shock wave. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can probably look it up. No, started in 2011, as far as I can tell. Okay. Okay. Either way, uh, she because she mentioned in an interview the popularity of. The tag leagues and why recently and that's why she did it so maybe there was a tag league somewhere maybe in mexico or something i don't fucking know that, that was popular and she decided to resurrect this but this was her idea as president of the company and it did uh relatively well for them i mean they're not running big venues at this time no right? so they run <laughs> primarily cinema out club. of the cinema club which is a very small place it looks like it houses maybe 220 people and it has a spiral staircase that all the wrestlers will walk down uh, for their entrance. <laughs> now, this is one of three weird ass places I've seen Joshi matches happen in like the twenty to two thousands, the twenty tens. Uh, the other two were a strip club. As to that happened, it was like in two thousand four, three, four, cool. right All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened, happened in a strip club. There were no strippers in the poles, but there were poles in the background because they were all that was coming off of the pole stage to, to get to the ring. Pretty um, sick. I'm a fan. Let's go. <laughs> I, kind, kind would you dirty. go to Would you go to a wrestling show at a strip club? Uh, depends on who's on this show. 
<laughs> I gotta see the card first. <laughs> I gotta see the card first. I gotta make sure. Are there actually gonna be strippers on the poles in the background as I'm watching this wrestling show? These are the questions oh, that need to be answered. No, this is this is this is a TNA. <laughs> not strippers in a cage. Oh my god, they did do that. You're right. They did. I remember seeing these things. Uh, but the other place that I saw was in the middle of a street in the middle of the night, which I believe it was in the middle of the red light district somewhere. I could be mistaken, but there were some. Uh, some some gallery women walking by, some some guys with the fucking gelled hair. So I assume that's the red light district somewhere, or at least Shinjuku or something like that. All right. Well, the tag league, the best, took place over uh, five shows. It was uh, divided into the red zone and the blue zone. Uh, some of the teams involved were Sukasa Fujimoto and basically rookie Masume whom is very pretty and very popular and banners all over the place. So they really, JWP really wants to highlight her. Uh, it's very obvious. And <laughs> it's unfortunate. Well, no, I mean, this is something we speak about all the time. If like JWP, from what I could tell, has, it, it has the idea. It has a bunch of veterans. Well, I mean, all the old stars are in Oz Academy, but it has the veterans it brings in young talent, it highlights young talent, and their own kind of rookies get highlighted as well. That's a, you know, it's a, it's a good idea. And and she's clear. It's a great look, idea. We watched her in the ring. She's clearly not ready for a push, but they're highlighting oh, no. her nonetheless. No, no, no. It's, I'm more unfortunate because she doesn't last long. She's like two years Well, in. yes. I mean, I was like, hey, look <laughs> at her. I mean, she she could be something. Oh, she retires like next year. Well, shit. <laughs> Gosh, she started this year and she retires next year. Well, shit. <laughs> How does that go? Another team is Aoyagami and Command Bolshoi. There's your girl. Yeah, Bolshoi. Great. Savior of JWP. Hanukkah Nakamori and Tomoko Mori. They're a team. Sakura Hirota and Senri Kuroki. Kuroki. Crocodile Basque? Yeah, sure. Tsubasa <laughs> Kurigaki and Kayako Hariyama, the favorites and current Daily Sports Tag Team Champions. <laughs> yes, uh, you mean JWP slash Daily Sports Tag Team Champions. Uh, the favorites to win, as I found in an old article, uh, Kaori Oniyama and Haley Hatred, the Gaijin from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, that's weird because I've seen... So, Haley Hatred was somebody that got... Uh, a bit of a push throughout most of the scene. She's only been stardom uh, a little later. Uh, I don't. I Would don't you get call it. her top gaijin? Uh, no. Ah, you wouldn't call her top gaijin of the time. She doesn't win anything. What are you talking and about? She wins a bunch of useless trinket belts. No, come on. I'm pretty sure she won the JWP Openweight title. Hold on, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Okay, hold. phone's being hold. Yeah, you got to hold that phone. Yeah. She I'm wins the, the JWP Openweight title this year in 2011, so take that. How long does she hold it? She's a transitional champion, clearly. She holds it for six months. Fuck out of here. <laughs> and she's, and she good. also wins the Daily Sports Tag Titles with Yonayama. Oh. And the TLW Tag Titles with Yonayama. Oh, she's currently the champion. <laughs> That's one of the, like, the three titles Yonayama has. Yeah, one of them is a beer belt that we could never figure out what it is. She wins the JWP tag titles with Yonayama. She she's a former international ribbon tag champion with the ham. I know. 
I'm aware. A former <laughs> goddess of stardom champion with uh, Kyoko Kimura. She won some titles, I'm aware. I know, I know. She went with Kyoko Kimura. In, in Saying a, in a she only had some trinkets. Kyoko. The disrespect of Haley Hatred will not be tolerated. You saw her in the ring. She's not that good. Hold, hold on. You, you, you haven't. We'll get to my opinion over the real opinion over Haley Hatred. Oh, the real opinion, not, not my false opinion. Another team is Kazuki Sachi Abe, Team JD Star. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was so painful because it, it's hilarious because I just watched Kazuki and JD Star. We watched her in real time in Pure J. We watched her here. We got three errors of Kazuki. And, and she's bad at all three. And the final team, my favorite team in this tournament, Leon and Misaki Ohada. Yes, this would be my favorite team as well. I like early Leon. She's very, very good. We'll, we'll get to her when we talk to, about her, but she's good. So just to kind of go over some of the cards, we watched uh, days four and five. Uh, that were the DVDs we were able to get a hold of. Um, and honestly, the first three days didn't look all that great because of the matchups involved we got on. So it took place it, like as soon as the new year started in 2011 for the, for the first three months, it was all about this tag league. January 16th was day one, January 28th, day two, uh, February 6th, day three. Then they had a dojo show and then February 20th, day four, which is what we're covering uh, in more detail. And March 6th was day five in the finals. And then from there, from March to April, was the road to uh, JWP Mania 10, which is uh, their, I guess, eh, biggest or second biggest show of the year, however you want to call it. Kind of that, yeah, because the Plum Show was also their, one of their big shows that they would do every year. Them and Oz would also do a Plum Show. They just did. Uh, both of them did. Just did Plum Shows. Yeah, that's, uh, let's see. I know I have it listed. Ah, it's, I'll talk about it later. But anyways, uh, so the first three days, the cards went as followed. Uh, day one took place from the Cinema Club, 215 in attendance. I believe that number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a Cinema Club. They probably could only pack in like 300 people max, maybe. Yeah, my, my, my best guess was like 220. So it looked pretty full. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, Yagami and Bolshoi defeat Masume and Fujimoto in the opener. Uh, Leon and Ohada go to a time limit draw, and Kazuki and Ab Kazuki defeats Sachi Abe. The disgust on my face reading that uh, six minutes fifty six seconds that went. Don't even want to watch that now. Sounds terrible. Uh, no, I love Sachi Abe. How dare she? <laughs> Hanako Nakamori and Tomoko Mori defeat Hirota and Kuroke. Kuroki. Right? Why am I having such a pro Senri? There, fine. Sixteen and a half minutes Kuroko this Basuke. went. Uh, and it doesn't look like, let's see. No, okay. I, I was about to say something that's very incorrect. Probably just a full comedy match there with uh, Sakura Hoda involved. How familiar are you with Tomoko Mori? <sighs> Not very. I've seen the name. I've seen a few matches by, you know, osmosis with other people that I was watching in the ring and trying to do <laughs> matches. Osmosis. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like I've seen uh, a few matches of other wrestlers, but they just happen to be against other people who I was watching instead. Mm. So it, it's one of those things. I'm not super duper familiar with her. I do know she was considered one of their better wrestlers. BC. 
that's kind of all I really know. I, I'm I'm more a fan of Hanako Nakamori, you know, the better Hanako, not right. the better, you know, Akko. Well, she's a AJW uh, graduate in the early 2000s. That kind of says what you need to know uh, there, I suppose, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, their rookie classes weren't too good. Uh, I think she might be one of the few exceptions of the rule, if that's the case, because I don't know if you know this, but AJW's rookie classes passed, like, I don't know, what, 94, 93, 94. Uh, not good. Not yeah. duds. A lot, a lot of duds. Well, she effectively. Uh, retires uh, by 2013. So she had a pretty long career. Pretty decent, it seems. Right. A decently long career. She I'm just looking bad, at cage so. match and there aren't any more matches listed past 2013. So I just assume retired. Wait, does cage match say she's retired? No. She, she could still be wrestling. Devil Miss... I mean, not Devil Masami. She's dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, wow. Um, Ouch. Dot Matsumoto. Dot Matsumoto. I can't, I've been doing it all day today. Devil Masami and Dot Matsumoto. Dot Matsumoto is still wrestling. Technically, yes. She's still wrestling. I don't know what you call wrestling, but she's lumbering around and hitting people with stuff. Mm, she's retired. <laughs> she's in a wrestling ring, moving and hitting matches, hitting people and pinning people. Therefore, unretired. Not retired. Dory's not retired. She's still going. Somewhere in a fruit market near you Kaoko Hariyama and Kuragaki defeat Haley Hatred and Yonayama in the main event of day one uh, I imagine that was that could have been okay uh, Haley Hatred going to blows with Hariyama and Kuragaki sounds like a big meaty match sure right yeah okay Leon and Ohada defeat Masume and Fujimoto the opener at Itabashi Green Hall isn't that TJPP's stomping grounds? Yeah, that's TJPW's stomping grounds. That's like the one venue that in KFC Hall that they run religiously. Yeah, well, JWP drew 115 people to this show, so uh, oof. It's about how current TJPW draws there. Yeah, it's more oof. Haley Hatred defeats Hanako Nakamura. Oh, I'm sorry. They go to a 10-minute draw. They're all about at least one 10-minute draw on these shows, apparently. In I mean, the I guess second match. They don't do it on the third night. Whew, I was about to say, what was with this pattern? Yonayama defeats Tomokomori, seven minutes. And we get to more Tag League stuff on day two here. It's Hariyama and Kurigaki defeat Hirota and Senri, 17 minutes. Very long comedy-oriented, I am sure. And Kazuki and Abe defeat Yagami and Bolshoi in the main event, 15 and a half minutes. So if you're keeping track, a lot of two points, a lot of no points, and Kurigaki and Hariyama are undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seemed like it was at least an interesting build-up. Maybe not all the matches were interesting, but they did a, a decent job, I think. Day highlight, three. Maybe highlighting teams. Yeah, day three took place from Osaka, Manami Move On Arena, 210 people in attendance. Kind of see a cap on this uh, JWP drawing power here, unfortunately. Uh, but them's the times. Yeah, 2011, nobody was drawing, really. No. Uh some uh, Yoshia Kawamura defeats Magnum Takasago. I'm going to assume that that's a Magnum Tokyo spoof character. Uh, you mean like Magnum T, you know, Gato's old name? Sure, yes. Cherry defeats Masume after that, five minutes. We got a wacky trios match with Ninja Ranmaru, Ranyuyu, Salko Shimono defeats Yagami, Bolshoi, and Umatsu. I think if 
just picture a trios match in your head in the undercard. I think you got it. Ren Maru, so probably comedy and snooze. It's so weird watching Ren Maru in 2001 be an actually badass wrestler. I'm just whiplash. It's like, it's like seeing Hirota be a serious wrestler. It's just like some tonal whiplash there. Yeah, well, we see where the JD stars ended up. <laughs> JD stars, there you go. <laughs> I ended up in a lot of places. <laughs> Haley Hatred and Yonayama defeat Hirota and Senri, so that effectively knocks out Hirota and Senri out of contention with zero points. Well-deserved, I say. <laughs> Yeah, right. Hirota is just, uh, can't remember a time when she wasn't a comedy character. I think she's always been one. Leon and Ohada defeat Kazuki and Sachi Abe, 16 minutes, 44 seconds. That match sounds a lot of fun because we do see it again later. So I want to put you in a little small little fun fact about Sachi Abe and Kazuki. In 2001, they're part of a faction. Ooh, what's the faction called? Uh, I super terrors i believe was the name for him it's, it's her it's uh kazuki it's uh kurohime and drake morimatsu so two drake. good wrestlers and two bad wrestlers <laughs> you know drake morimatsu still wrestling right uh sure i believe you and chamu recently posted photos of her and drake morimatsu going on a place they're going to uh, i've some, uh, going, they're going to wrestle like somewhere yeah they're, they're going didn't off we, to like didn't um, we watch Okinawa drake Pro? D- we, yeah, but didn't we watch Drake join uh, What's-Her-Face in South Korea? Anchamu? Anchamu, yeah, on that South Korean yeah. show that we watched. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she was they're, on there. They're, they're, they're friends. I didn't know this until I see her taking pictures of Anchamu in her underwear as like posing on the balcony. I'm like, okay, yes, they're friends. I don't know how this works. Are you saying Drake is a South Korean wrestling superstar like Anchamu? I guess so. All right. The main event, Kaoko Horiyama and Kuragaki win their block. Six points, defeating Hanako Nakamori and Tomoko Mori. 13 minutes in the main event. And that will take us into the shows we were able to watch and cover. And that is days three and four. So day, th- day three, I'm sorry, day four. Let me start over. Forgive me. We've covered Forgive the first me. three days now. We've said the results. Now we have the DVDs to watch the matches. Days four and five, starting with day four. There we go. I got it. Second try. Haha. Yeah, I believed in you. February 20th from the Cinema Club. Attendance of 188. Oof. How do you watch the movie afterwards? It's called Cinema Club. They have to have a cathedral somewhere, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> The opener is Sawaka Shimono and the Mighty Gami taking on the Almighty Gami. The Almighty One herself, the Almighty Wave. They take on and defeat Kayoko Hariyama and Senri Kuroki. 10 minutes and 31 seconds. K, this match was not good. You telling me the Almighty Gami had a bad match? Yes, I am telling you. Gami and the Rookie from Wave taking on Hariyama, whom is fine. I think she's fine. I think she's a fine wrestler. I, I have. Okay. Senri Kuroki. She's, she's not great. Uh, that, oh, that's she's my, not good. No, that's my opinion on her. So Hariyama is the former JWP champion. We watched her have a couple matches in 2010, uh, one against the Nye. And I'm like, there's nothing flashy about her. There's nothing 
truly appealing. She doesn't have high-impact moves. She's a decent little power wrestler. She apparently is popular enough for JWP to trust her in drawing at least a decent amount of money, I guess, to keep them somewhat afloat. I, I know my my voice inflections kind of <laughs> have have some doubt yeah, with that. Doubt. Well, I mean, her and I, her and I match. I remember uh, both of us really liked it. it was, I liked it. I thought it was a very good match, especially for an Hinata Takahashi match, which is never really that good. So this is where I was kind of going with this. Kaoka Hariyama kind of strikes me as that Nanai Takahashi type, where they're decent, they have a decent ceiling to their matches, but with the moves they do, the way they structure their matches, they'll kind of function the same and don't really reach higher than a certain level. And that's what Hariyama really strikes me as. But when we watch her in a tag match situation, much of the same as Nanai Takahashi, the ceiling gets raised because based on other people are now in the ring to kind of pick up what is missing from this wrestler. Yeah, it's a lot of that. I mean, I think uh, what little we saw of Nanai and Arisa Nakajima was probably the perfect pairing to hide Nanai's inability, at this, especially in this modern day, to wrestle her style because she's so old and out of shape now. Um, So I, I get what you're saying. Tell me how you really uh, feel. <laughs> Well, I mean, Nanai's washed up. I mean, I've said this before. She sucks. Go home, Nanai. You're washed up. I don't think she. <laughs> I don't think she sucks. I've, we've seen way worse. We have. We have. She still sucks. I mean, she's not Yumika Hota, where I'm like actively like, bitch, stop wrestling. Okay, that's she's worse. getting there for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hota doesn't. Hota doesn't walk. She like. She kind of. Anyways, like, getting off topic. Kaoka Hariyama. Uh, right. Gammy. Gammy irritates me. <laughs> she really does. You, you hate Gammy. She really irritates me when I watch her in wrestling matches. Like, her in the opener doesn't irritate me as bad. However, she... Like, I'm watching her in LLPW, and she has, like, all this potential. She's fast. She's very dynamic. And cut to 20, 2010, 2011 here, and she's got this stupid, like... Uh, what is it? What is it called? Where it's the funnel where you yell into it. She's got like a like a paper mega horns, horns? Yeah, mega she, horns or whatever they're fucking called. Something like yeah. the megaphones. Yeah, she's got the little plastic mega horn, and she just whacks people with it. She lumbers. She's all. She's basically all comedy, and and she doesn't sell. And it's it's very aggravating because <laughs> because I'm, I'm just she's I'm like just super out of shape too. If you look at her, she's yes. like really out of shape. Yes. So it's like man, like in the opener, it's less it's less affecting. And, and although I still find myself asking, you're in here with rookies. You're supposed to teach them. I don't get what they're like. I just don't understand. <laughs> what are they learning? So, so there's nothing to understand. Just uh, pray for forgiveness from the almighty Gammy for besmirching her name. Yeah. I'll take my chances. <laughs> Kurgaki defeats Sakurahoda. 10 minutes. Comedy match. Whatever. Didn't do anything for me. You? No, fuck, fuck Corona matches. I've seen enough of them to get tired of the formula. Sometimes really, they hit. Yeah, they're really they all hit. the same. A lot of times they miss. They're like Honda. Sometimes they'll hit. Most of the times they're missing. I think the Kana match was okay that we saw from 2010. Yeah, I like that one because that's also a classic funny match and Kana's reactions played off of very well. But it, like I said, it's like, she's like a Tony Honda, which funny enough, we saw them wrestle each other, which was, that was a fun match. But 
uh, Honda, his stick. Well, the children were more Honda. over than. They oh were. yeah, oh yeah, the children took over the match. It was great. Um, but it's like Honda's whole shtick is tired and played out. But against certain people, it's sometimes it it works still. And Hiroda's very much the same. And now we get into the breadbasket here. Tag League, the best. Blue Zone. Kazuki and Sache Abe take on Masume and Fujimoto. This was hysterical to me, and I did like it because this is Zukasa saving her little rookie. Oh, this was great. So Kazuki, no cells. Sache Abe, fucking great. I love her. I am. I am amazing. I am in love with Sache Abe. I I love watching her. She's she's in shape. Unlike so many people, apparently, now that I'm thinking about it, you got me on that <laughs> that wagon now. <laughs> right. Jeez, it's like my NBA players, like, get in shape and run down the court. It's like, uh, anyways. You see my- what I'm saying about Sasha Yabe, how much I love her in 2001. She's fucking awesome. She's very good. She's got a lot of appeal. She pops off the screen. Uh, you can't help but root for her. And then the small exchange between her and Tsukasa Fujimoto was just fantastic. I really I want, enjoyed them I want working more together. Of that. I want so much more of that. That was so it was the best part of the entire match. It was so short, too. It was a couple minutes of of, of exchanges. Yeah, definitely wish uh, we short. got more out of that. And the funny parts were so Kazuki's in the ring with Masume. And it's spelled M A S U dash M E. And not only is Kazuki not selling but Masume doesn't know really like what to do with the no selling. And <laughs> that kind of struck me. It's like, I don't think JWP veterans do the no sell training. No, I don't think they do. So how many do we see any of them do the no selling to anybody? I don't see Leon do it. I don't see Bolshoi do it. Fujimoto doesn't Leon, do it, uh, even though she's ice yeah, ribbon. And none of them do it, so you're probably on to something there. Also, I want to point out, uh, Masume's name is all in lowercase, and Kazuki's all in uppercase, uh, so obviously lowercases can't beat uppercases. Duh. Oh, okay, yeah, it's the uh, the old mascot rule. Exactly. Yeah, there, there, there's just this instance where Masume's like, oh, am I doing something wrong? It's that l- kind of look on their face, and, and Fujimoto... confused Yeah, lost. C- confused, lost, like, what's happening here? Doesn't understand, and Fujimoto just gets in the ring and throws this really stiff forearm to Kazuki and knocks her back to kind of tell her that's what you gotta do in this instance. You gotta, sh- you know, stand your ground. <laughs> and then Masume, Masume's like, oh, okay. I'll try it again, <laughs> but she's she doesn't have that strength to actually push back the very larger Kazuki. It just doesn't no. work. Fujimoto comes no. in another time, just like all right, let's double team her now. <laughs> it's very much like calling it on the spot. It very much amused me, and uh, I believe Kazuki does get the win over Masume in the end. I, I like it. I like it in my head that uh, this Kaz is just trying to protect the little rookie, so she shoots on Kazuki. Just shoot pummels are really hard because it looked it looked like she caught Kazuki off guard which is why Kazuki fell backwards because it, it looked like she actually caught her off because I don't think Kazuki was expecting that it's very it's very funny uh, to catch it's things how, like it's this how she stumbled back it's just how she stumbled back and we feel like she was not she didn't bump she just fell yeah it's kind of good the next match was different it's Haley Hatred and Yoniyama uh, they take on and defeat Hanaka Nakamori and Tomokomori and Hanaka Nakamori, very young here. Uh, how? Well, when did she debut? Let me let me see here. Two thousand six. Oh, Keep right off the top of your head, watched. eh? 
I think you asked me this when we watched. Yeah, she debuted in 2006. Yeah, so she's, uh, man, she's like 22 here. So she debuted when, oh my God, she debuted really young. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it was like 16, like 17, wow. 18, like really, really young. Yeah, and uh, she's a few years into her career here and she still appears really young. As as in, she still seems like she has a lot of a lot more growth to her game. That's kind of what I mean by it. But I liked yeah, what I, I saw. She definitely strikes me as like strap a rocket to Hanako Nakamori, like have oh, her do. in main events. Well, like, don't fast. worry. Her her and Risa Nakajima were the two biggest prospects, the last two big prospects to come out of that dojo. They've touted those two as the last two big superstars to come out of the J, JWP dojo, and you see it. I mean, we see. It, I mean, we haven't seen it with Arisa Nakajima because she hasn't come back yet. Uh, but if you look at earlier Arisa Nakajima, you could see why she was a big deal. And you see the same thing with Hanako Nakamori. She's just so good. She's also thirty-two, by the way. She's still on the younger end. Yeah, I would like to see more Hanako Nakamori kind of break out of Pure J. Uh, unfortunately, the Purge. Yeah, uh, that's kind of one of my big things that I want from her too, because I'm, I'm always a big advocate for Hanako Nakamori because. Uh, even modern day, she's very, very good, but she's very underrated because she's never really seen by more people. I mean, that's kind of the the issue. Like, if you're going to be in, in a... I mean, this is m my opinion over kind of these very small indie promotions, especially in the current state of Pure J. Raise some stock, get out there, find a promotion that's going to give you at least somewhat of a decent push. Like, in my head, and I, I, we kind of had this loose conversation the other day about my opinion over Naka, uh, Arisa Nakajima and current seedling, but with Hanukkah Nakamori, like, would it be, I wonder what extent she would have to kind of put in some work to get into a company like an Ice Ribbon uh, to get a decent push. Because yeah, we, we kind need of to discuss why. We need to discuss why Risa Nakajima doesn't go to Ice Ribbon as a regular. Uh, a lot of that was personal relationship stuff with Sukasa. I imagine both of them don't want that. Hanako, I don't. I honestly have no idea. She's like Seriano for me. Like I don't know what she's thinking because they both should be much bigger deals, especially Ano. They just seem to be content with where they are. I don't know why that is. Maybe they just don't want to to put in that kind of work or don't want to have to be in that kind of competitive environment maybe yeah i'm not sure I, the, the 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 mind of a wrestler uh, especially in joshi wrestling is very it's very cryptic and interesting to me uh, because Some if i like if i was put yeah. like because i was i was kind of trying to put myself in in their position with my mindset especially with nakajima in our conversation the other night it's like okay if i'm a big star and i have a limited schedule why wouldn't i want to make more money be with people that treat me right, and you get the idea. It's like, wow, I, I like in my mindset, I couldn't figure out, even though that we know their reason. Just wondering how they came. I, I'm almost, I almost wonder like how they came to that conclusion. I think it's also a, a cultural thing too. You gotta oh, remember very respect. Much, yeah. Respect is a, is a big deal over there. So, you know, Arisa Nakajima probably respects. Sukasa is a booker and doesn't want to go in there and cause her any trouble because they're such close friends. Her being there would almost be like, well, shit, I got to slot you in somewhere at the top of the card. So she probably doesn't want to do that to her. Also, Azurban runs a lot more shows in Seedling, so it would kind of take away from her want to run less. Even though the matches she runs are stiff, like stiffer than it would be in Azurban, she does run less, so she has more time to rest up. 
I mean, yeah, that's I probably what it is. Hanako Nakamura is something I just don't understand. I think with Ano, to kind of briefly talk about that, I, I think that might be because of the how competitive the environment was in Actress Girls, that maybe she just that just sours her on the idea of being in a competitive environment, which is probably why she'd never go to the startup, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. So, Yonayama, and this, this was the story of Yonayama throughout this tag league, at least on these two nights and all the matches we saw. She's out of her mind. She is so good. It's, she's very good. Like, I... I think I've told you this before, but early Yonayama, she is fucking unreal with how good she is. She's still good now, which is even funnier because she's completely changed her style. But when she wants to put in a good match, she still can. It's nuts. I have, I always have so much respect for wrestlers that are able to adapt, uh, know their role, change their role. And and even harder, change their style to adjust to, like their aging bodies, and Yonayama is such a fantastic example of that some people are very offended with kind of her death gimmick, death Yamasan. But she's not like beating stars. She's at the undercard. No. She's still mild, like mildly protected to an extent where there's some respect. They even do little stories around her. Like, it's so harmless, but effective. It's also kind of funny. Those people don't like seeing this. Boy, they would hate her promotion that she runs called YMZ, <laughs> where they literally have a, a fucking uh, a, a chair, a, miracle, a magical, a musical chairs, magical chairs, a, a musical chairs wrestling match. Thing that's happened there. Sounds like DDT. And more than once. <laughs> I mean, it, listen, she's like, YMZ's all the shtick of DDT. In a wrestling ring in front of like 20 people usually. <laughs> nah. So Haley Hatred in this match. Now this here's the here's the Haley Hatred comment. You ready for this sucker? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let me uh let me make sure this was the match I was thinking of. She on the day five. Okay, she's in a trios match on okay, yes, I remember. Okay, it's coming back to me. So this is the match. Haley Hatred. Uh-huh. She big. She big girl. She big, she big strong Ohio big. girl. Goes to Applebee's uh-huh. a lot, I imagine. Uh, probably, I don't know. I mean, I'd fuck Applebee's. It's disgusting. I mean, I'd rather go to Bennigan's, but that's that's no longer uh, a thing. Uh, <laughs> she is like B. Priestley, but from Ohio. <laughs> you say that because of her hair, but her no. wrestling style is so different no, than no, B. No. Priestley's. I say that because of their demeanor, the way they look, the way they act. And you remember when B. Priestley like, first joined like Queen's Quest and how kind of green Fringy. she was and how cringy her promos were yeah i saw that i remember like this so is ha- that's fucking everything yeah that's Haley hatred here she is but obviously their styles are way different like oh, b Priestley Priestley is all about throwing knees Haley hatred is all about throwing lariats <laughs> and it's in boots yeah but she's so much bigger than everyone in the match it's kind of hysterical because they kind of have to work with her and clearly a language barrier here is, is coming into play. And Yonayama is the perfect partner for Haley hatred because Yonayama is so good and she's out of her mind and she's able to just keep the speed up. All Haley hatred has to do in this match is step in, throw a bomb, maybe like a power slam and then get out of the way for some more. And oh, I'm going to let you know some, some special information on Haley hatred that you don't know. What is she, she... actually from like Cleveland or something? Factory of Sadness. Uh, 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 is she I mean, the most successful from... champion out of Cleveland? Is that what you're telling me? 
She probably is. <laughs> um, but you mentioned language barrier, language barrier, and I just it just popped in my head. There is no language barrier. She knows Japanese. She's not super fluent, but she's fluent enough to communicate a match. Oh, how about that? Yeah, she did. She did so in um Sodom. She was there. Well, good for Haley Hatred. See Top Gaijin. There you go. She did okay. something that B. Priestley didn't do. <laughs> Get, learn Japanese. Yeah, learn Japanese at least well enough to put a match together. Learn the language of the place that you're in. What a what a concept. I know. It's almost like uh, Techless taking that to another Before you judge me, I the- have done that. <laughs> I, I lo- no, I've it, learned it, multiple languages. Thank you. It's like the, it's the smartest thing because B. Priestley was like, I felt so isolated alone. I was like, well, yeah, you didn't learn the fucking language. You could communicate with them. They wanted to talk to you probably, but they fucking can't. Or the best they could, because they do know English. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, some of them do. Like, Momo knows a little bit. Utami knows a little bit. Yeah, Utami yeah. probably knows a lot less. Um, but Momo knows some. Azumi clearly was in school, so she knew some. Saki knows some. So they were able to talk to her, but I bet you they weren't talking to her as frequently. So don't get me wrong. Haley Hatred, she's not the greatest wrestler in the world. But... Oh, no. <laughs> but I like her role. She She's uh, she's big gaijin, big scary gaijin girl. She comes in, throws her bombs, gets out of the way. The match is still pretty good and entertaining. And then uh, she comes in, and, and this is a question I wanted to ask you, Kay. Sure. What is the beneficial appeal to having the big scary gaijin in your promotion? Because whatever promotion you're in, there's always like at least one that's like super protected and kind of a top of the card type person. Why do you think that is? Is it like a Bruiser Brody thing situation, and or is it just a uh, like a is it war is is it as bad as I think where it's a circus novelty act where people come to see the foreigner? <laughs> so uh, I can only speak to the Joshi side. That's my expertise. I do not know much about the men's or why they book the gaijins. Uh, but with Joshi, there's only three kinds of 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 gaijins that come in. There's the Rossi class of them, which is the ones that either brings in for the uh, the, the attractive appeal. So think your Chelsea Greens, uh, fuck, uh, your Zoe Lucas's Candy Floss, people like that. People who aren't the best at the ring, but they look pretty and you can put them on photo books, right? Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Then there's the the protected ones you want to make a star. Your Tony Storms, um, Dee Priestley's, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, it's the big, the big foreign heel, right? It's what Thunder Rosa was kind of an attack team in in, in uh, Stardom back in the day, though she wasn't very good at her role, so it didn't really play it very well. Like the Twisters were heels in that company, but they didn't do a good job of it. Here, I believe Haley Hayward is supposed to be a heel. It's kind of the impression, I guess. So she's supposed to be the big, scary. She's bigger than all of them. She's big foreigner. So but she's like how... with, like, the biggest baby face in the company, in Yoniyama. <laughs> well, that's why she's in the alpha female role. Alpha female was a scary mm, heel. Okay. But right. she was also kind of sometimes with the baby faces because she wasn't, like, evil. I like your alpha female just... reference. I, I, I applaud that one. I'm a big alpha female yeah. fan. Yeah, I think this is exactly the role she was in. She's in right now. It's the alpha female role, where alpha female was a heel. That's that's no question. She was a heel, I also right? I think alpha she female was, was a better wrestler, but anyways, uh, she was. She definitely was. Um, but she she was a heel, but she wasn't beyond teaming with Mayu or something in a goofy tag team where she was the straight man, 
right to the team mm-hmm. and i think that's what this is it's like you there's because there's no real big heels in joshi so you have the foreign heel but you kind of also want to incorporate them in the goof so at least the fans don't boo them or at least there's some kind of a draw there's something there for it right this is what the Haley hatred's kind of role seems to be uh, there's no big uh hey guys look at the foreign. i'm sure some companies probably did that but I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head where that was uh that was the thing. Like, oh, guys, hey, look, foreigner. Haha, look, foreigner. Laugh, laugh. It's different. You haven't seen it before. Maybe the men probably did that, but I can't think of any Joshi companies that did that. I thought I'd just throw the question out there. Good question. Very two, interesting question. Two very different ends of the spectrum, and you kind of met it with the middle. Good job. All right. <laughs> so Yonayama and Haley Hatred win the match. Four points. Uh, I don't... I think because... Nakamori and Mori and uh, Nakamori and Mori. Oh, that's why they were a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're seeing it, right? Ah, okay, got it. You didn't catch on to that when you read their names. You can't yeah. read their names. Especially you weren't catching on to it. Yeah, I think it's because, yeah, they were in um red zone, and that's the Kuragaki block. So, yeah, they're out. Bolshoi and Yagami defeat Leon and Ohada. They tie at blue point at a uh, blue points at four points in the blue zone. <laughs> blue points. Now my brain's breaking. <laughs> <laughs> this Aoyagami, she is horrendous. Oh, she is really, really bad. Whew. Okay, so ro- I think she's a rookie, right? At this point, yeah, she's just a rookie, or she's at least within her three years. Debuted. Okay, we are in this match. Took place. 2011. February 20th, 2011. Aoi Yagami debuted October 13th, 2010. So she's like five months in. I think she's probably only had like four or five matches. She hasn't had a lot. Uh, that's for sure. No. And it, it shows. shows. <laughs> she, is ri- she is rough. Boy, she's not good. So maybe... Bad isn't the right word because I like to. If I'm gonna say a wrestler's bad, they gotta have at least like three years. Because that yeah, you're still you're fair. still in your learning phase. I'm well. I'm willing. I, I should be. I, I should be more willing to just go. Okay, they're still learning. Fine, Yagami, you're learning. Do your best. I'm just not a fan of you right now because you you were you were very rough. <laughs> like I'm actually talking to her as right now. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was getting Leo Ozaki rookie flashback seeing her. Yes, yes. I was like, oh no, because Leo Ozaki never ever got good. She got slightly better, but she was always a bad wrestler. That is a great, great comparison. And that was so, my, why mine went to. I'm like, oh, I hope you're. I hope you don't get the Leo Ozaki treatment. I hope you actually become at least a decent wrestler. Yeah. So Yagami, her job is to throw kicks and get lost. Uh, like literally, she gets lost uh, during the match. Oh yeah, several times, more than once. <laughs> so it's 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 really just on Bolshoi to do her best, kind of get her out of the way when they want to finally uh, dive into the match. So the first two minutes are Yagami, and then for the last five, it is Bolshoi versus Leon. Not a lot of Ohada in this match, which is very much a bummer to me. And there's a reason for this, and I really liked how they booked these three matches to end the show. So what's happening is, if Team Bolshoi wins, they tie on points with Ohada and Leon, and that will lead to 
Uh, and I believe they also tie with Kazuki and Sachi Abe. So it's like a three-way tie at the top at four points. So if Bolshoi and, and Yagami win, they then uh, do, I guess, Junkin, uh, rock, paper, rock, scissors, to determine the next match. And then the winner will face Kazuki and Sachi Abe. So, but if Leon and Ohada win this match, they just go straight into, uh, no, then they win the block. That's that's yes. kind of the idea behind this. So no, 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 they go they go into the next match to decide who wins the block. Decision match for the turn for the block. Well, no, Ohada and Leon already have four points. If they win this match, they get six and win the zone. Because Kuriga, uh, Kazuki, and Abe uh, have four themselves. That's how this. That's how this works. If they lose three way oh, tie, right, if they right, win, right, they, right, they, right. they they go on. So I, I, I'm, re- I'm reading the I'm reading the notes wrong. My bad. Yeah. So Bolshoi and Leon end up having a five minute sprint where Bolshoi is working Leon's leg, and that takes away a lot of Leon's leaping ability, her speed, and Leon is out of her mind. She's running the ropes. She's doing springboards, and as soon as Bolshoi locks in her little ground submission game, and I totally see why you like uh, you like the clown. She is so much fun to watch with with how she's able to transition into a lot of these leg locks on Leon. It's very good. It's almost like they've wrestled each other a couple times or something, you know. <laughs> something like that. It's yeah. like they had like a big rivalry or something between the two. And it leads to Leon tapping out. They do rock, paper, scissors, because now it's a three-way tie. Uh, and the way it works out is Ohada and Leon have to face Yagami and Bolshoi again. And Ohada starts the matchup against Yagami again, but that only lasts like 30 seconds, and it's right back to Leon and Bolshoi for the last three minutes. And they are right back kind of where they left off in that previous match. Bolshoi's going after the leg, Leon's fighting back, and it's a great babyface kind of un uh, story where, I mean, they're both kind of babyfaces, but it, it's the... It's the uh, the crippled Leon trying to fight from underneath to Bolshoi, who just made her tap out. And it's just this three-minute sprint of Leon hobbling around, just trying to survive, and ends up getting, I believe it's a roll-up pin over Bolshoi to put her away. So we got essentially a kind of 12-minute sprint between Bolshoi and Leon. And it was just so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah, no. So I... I, like you said before, I love Command Bolshoi, especially later years Bolshoi. Uh, early Bolshoi was rough. Mid two thousands Bolshoi was kind of better, but you like Commando Bologna? Tens, I like Commando Bologna. Well, she gets better throughout the years. Like she gets <laughs> much, much better. Like I think she goes through like a period where she, she like goes away for a few weeks and does this training regimen, and then when she comes. back, back in like 2008 or 9 I don't want to say I think it was more than a few weeks it might have been like a month uh she was she was still on shows but she kind of would go after after shows and go to some training regimen she did when she came back she was a much better wrestler I don't know what she was doing I don't think she ever publicly stated but she got really really good and she took over the presidency of the company around that same time uh, I I love 2010's JWP because you get these Leon and Bolshoi stuff, you get Yonayama, you get Hanako Nakamori, Arisa Nakajima is coming back at some point soonish. I mean, I Sakura pops in for some feuds. Tsukasa mm-hmm. yeah. shows up sometimes. It's this is the promotion. Like if we're gonna talk about like promotions, I like in a decade. I like 2010's uh, JWP up until its closure in 2017. I, I would regularly go back and watch some of these matches. I love them. They're so good. 
Well, these are super fun. So that leads the finals to be Leon and Ohada now against Kazuki and Sachi Abe. Seven minutes, 46 seconds. I wanted this to go like 20 minutes. This was a blast with uh, even Kazuki kind of had a decent little role as a power wrestler here, but she was clearly uh, fourth place. Uh, Ohada Abe was kind of the, the focus for a long time of it because Leon's essentially like out of this match. She's blown up. Her knees, her knees shot. That's the, the kayfabe story here. Because she just did two straight matches. That's the idea. So it's up to Ohada right. against the fresh Kazuki and Abe. And despite being kind of double teamed by Kazuki and Abe, Leon uh, allows her knee to rest for a good like five minutes. And the last two minutes is a sprint. Leon takes out, I believe it's Abe. And Ohada ends up pinning Kazuki. If I have whoever got pinned uh, backwards, forgive me. But uh, Ohada really... I believe, I believe you're right. Yeah, Ohada really proved her worth. I'm I'm really a fan of Ohada. This Leon Ohada team is just a blast to watch. It was my favorite in this tournament. And I'm really glad they won the zone because that leads into the finals set for day five. Hariyama and Kuragaki against Leon and Misaki Ohada. I wanted more Sachi Abe against Fujimoto. I wanted more Sa Sachi Abe against Leon and Ohada. I want Sachi Abe against everybody. She just works well with everybody. And she kind of makes up for Kazuki, I suppose. <laughs> She's definitely one of my favorite new, um, ex new, um, discoveries. I'm looking for discoveries. Thank you. She's one of my favorite new discoveries in, in Joshi. Seeing her in 2001, seeing her in 2011, she is just so fucking good. I, I just, I think I found another new favorite of mine tied to the list. Uh, question though. Have you, did you watch Ohada in 2018, her her final year of wrestling? No. Like 2017, 2018-ish? No. Oh, man. Look forward to that. You know what out of her mind matches? 2018, late 2017, what, 2018? She was just, she knew it was her last year, and she went fucking nuts. I can't wait. So on to day five, March 6, 2011, Cinema Club. They drew 210 for this show, so a little better. <laughs> Just a tad bit better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fujimoto defeats Masume in the opener, six minutes. This was fine. Fujimoto uh, against Rookie. Eh, okay. Uh, you can see why Masume might have retired early. She doesn't look like she does. What, she looks like she kind of gets lost easy. Well, she looks like she doesn't like the physicality. There's a, there's always this tell with rookies where, or not always, but you can tell when someone kind of needs more seasoning is when they're, they look like they're afraid to hit somebody for real. That's what Masume kind of is. Right. And it'll explain why she ends up retiring. I think she might have been recruited for her looks. No, she absolutely nah. was. Oh, yeah. I mean, but we don't know. We don't know if she wanted to be a wrestler or if maybe they, they picked out of a lineup of models, like kind of like JD Star, like, hey, you want to train you to be a wrestler. Yeah, okay. Well, I, yeah, it's, it, it makes it, sense so, what she did last long because she doesn't seem like she wants to wrestle. Yeah. What, what I mean by afraid to hit them for real is the forearms. You know, what one thing that a lot of Joshi companies and Joshi training does is make your forearms look good. You know, hit that chest forearm, you know, make make at least the sound. And there's always that kind of hesitation and slowdown as they get to the chest that you can just see that they're really not trying to hurt them, which I get the idea. Like, you don't want to hurt your your friend, I guess, in the ring. At the same time, you got you to gotta kind of make it look good. 
That's the whole point of being the, a wrestler. I think the, I think the biggest tell is, because we see that even in Ice Ribbon with some of them, like uh, Mashiro early on didn't want to do it. But no, of course. As, as, as time has gone on, it's, when you stop doing that, that's when you start noticing, okay, they, they're trying to do Because sometimes early on, it's like you don't you gotta get over the fear of wanting to hurt somebody or wanting to be physical, right? It's yeah. kind of, I think, the, the scary part of it. Like, you don't want to hit them too hard. You don't know how hard to hit them. Maybe you've never hit anybody in your life, so it's a big, big wall for you to climb. If you never get better at that, then you probably never want to wrestle. Yeah, it's the opposite of the idea in Western wrestling where you want to do a punch to the chin and you just come up short at the chin and then the, it's up to the guy to then sell the punch. Uh, the, the story that a lot of people always reference is the Scott Hall in a hotel room punching a lampshade kind of chain and getting the chain to either not move or barely move. That's the idea behind it. It's actually kind of a smart thing to do, actually. Yeah, it's brilliant, right? It's very smart, actually. Smart man, that's Scott Hall. Well, smart in that regard. In that regard, he was a drunk for most of his career, but hey. Command Bolshoi defeats Yagami in a match that wasn't good. Yagami, she needs to learn a lot more. Bolshoi tried. She sure <laughs> did. Bolshoi sure. I think it was a, there was a point in her research where she was trying to just show her how to wrestle. Six minutes, 52 <laughs> seconds this went, and look, hey, throw to the fire. You can't get, you can't get any better unless you work, and uh, Yagami definitely went to work today. JWP junior title, pop title, match, Princess of Pro Wrestling on the line. It's Tramp Stamp Queen champion Hiran taking on Kagetsu. 10 minutes, 54 seconds. Kay, what happened in this match? Uh, Kagetsu won a belt by having Sendai style with one springboard move. Yeah, this match was kind of boring. Oh, no, it was incredibly boring. Like... It's funny because when she did that spring move, move off the uh, out from the outside, I was like, oh hey, look, a Kagetsu move. And she didn't do what she normally does with the springboard. It was just a springboard kind of weird looking forearm thing that she was doing. Didn't look good. Um, but I was like, oh man, Kagetsu. She's learning. You know what? She's trying. What? Oh, she's been wrestling for a while now. She's not learning anymore. She's just given. She hasn't given up yet. You haven't seen the defeat in her eyes yet. <laughs> but she's she's getting there. It's like what a year ish, maybe away from going freelance and not doing anything even more so. Oh man, Kagetsu. You mentioned some people changing their entire move set around, like Yoniyama. Kagetsu completely just does a one eighty on her move set, and you can kind of see why. Yeah, so we're and we are don't yeah. do good. We are year three into Kagetsu's career, and she uh, year two in the year of Kagetsu. She's uh, she she's still got a lot to learn herself, breaking out of Sendai style. God, she listen. We're gonna see a lot more Sendai style of her for a while. It's <laughs> sad. I don't like seeing it. Haley Hatred, Hanako Nakamori, Tomokomori defeat Yonayama, Kazuki, and Sachi Abe. Yoniyama and Abe make a fantastic team. Hanako Nakamori was kind of a non-factor. This was all about Haley Hatred in this match. Yeah, they were definitely highlighting her. Uh, I believe she challenges for the belt. Yes. for something at the end of it. I, I couldn't yeah, remember. There's the, no, there's, the I, got, I got it. Dude, I got the scoop. Okay, okay. I got the scoop. All right, oh, you got the scoops. <laughs> got the scoops. But Haley Hatred wasn't... It wasn't bad in this match, but it definitely you see some of the cracks if she was in a singles match within this match. You kind of see maybe where she she might not perform well in a, in a singles match, especially a longer one. 
Well, a uh, a Joshi Trios match is a lot to ask for a foreigner sometimes. Uh, it's a very different style. It's very fast-paced. There's a lot of in and out going on. Uh, it's very much like a Dragon Gate match in a lot of ways. And uh, Haley Hatred at times was definitely like, okay, what do I, do I do this now? Do I do that? Oh, shit, I'm behind. I'm late. Uh, it's, it's very it tough to keep up that. there. Yeah. It's, it takes a lot of chemistry and doing it over and over and over again. So I'll, I'll forgive Haley. And Hatred. cardio and cardio. Cause she was gassed. She got super bit. gassed. It was quite funny at the end where she's just like, all right, I'm up. Okay. I'll do this next. <laughs> I remember she cut the promo. She was out of breath to try to make it seem like she was yelling and being gruff, but clearly she was gassed. Yeah. <laughs> was but I was, was entertained. I was definitely entertained. It was, it was a good match. She was in there with some good people. So it helps. And our tag league, the best final, the best match of the tournament by far. It is Hariyama and Kurigaki taking on Leon and Masaki Ohada. Leon, out of her mind, running the ropes. Uh, she did the wacky um, La Estrella, like from one corner to another on a rope drop kick, which was sick. Ohada was out of her mind uh, doing all of her rolls. She's, uh, she's throwing knees. A lot more now. She's getting more strikes into into her game. And Hariyama was kind of the fourth person in this match. But, you know, she was fine. She was there. Whom I was really impressed with was Kuragaki. She looked like Dynamite Kansai in this match. She was throwing bombs. She was no-selling at times, but at the right time. She uh, it, it was Leon and Ohada double-teaming Kuragaki because she was such a powerhouse. Like, double lariats, uh, getting up, fighting back. This was the this was a great example of kind of luchadors against large uh, powerlifting wrestler types. It was a great dynamic. I adored this 22 minute match. I loved the near falls at the end. I didn't think uh, I didn't think it went too long. I didn't think it went too short. This was the story that they wanted to tell. Uh, Kurigaki and Hariyama both. Um, they kind of went in and out at the right times to give each other rests. And uh, Leon even played into her knee from the month prior uh, a little bit because that's what Hariyama and Kurigaki kind of attacked at one point. And it was up to Ohada to kind of try to save her partner at times. Uh, and they knew that they had to double team the power workers and try to isolate somebody. And uh, unfortunately, the strategy did not work out because Kurigaki just, uh, well, she powered through and consigned their ass, and the tag champions win the tag league. Not much Good of a stuff. shocker. Uh, but one thing we forgot to mention is uh, Leon is high speedo champion. She is high speed champion. We also didn't mention that uh, Haley. Well, we kind of mentioned it, but Yonayama has like three titles, and one looks like a top of a drum. <laughs> I think it was like a, like a weird plastic mirror you see like a dollar store. That's what came off to me. But we don't know what it has like a Japanese like a it's like, like um you know it's like labels where you, where you just kind of like the label machine little handheld label machine you just slap labels. Look like that has that on the front of it, but like it with Japanese words of some kind. We couldn't find out what belt that was. Cage match doesn't know. I fucking don't know. I've never seen this belt. It was weird. Oh yeah, and uh, Haley Hatred has like. Totally not a replica well, uh, big gold belt with the nameplate for the promotion's name on it instead yeah, of... Yeah, maybe, uh, t- maybe she took it from uh, from the Neo storage closet since it closed. <laughs> she might have. Who knows? <laughs> Just ordered an IWA plate and put it on. I bet you there was an indie promotion like in the Midwest, and that was their title. 
and I bet she won their like that was their women's title, and that's what she won. Oh, a hundred percent. It's funny because uh, I I don't I don't think I've ever mentioned it, but I, I there's a local fed or I guess was I don't know if it still exists. There's a local fed around here, a little in- local indie, uh, and their top belt was the same thing, except it wasn't the big gold belt. No, 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 no. It was the cruiserweight title. They took the WWE cruiserweight belt because it was like the, I think it was like the cheap replica version of it. That might have been like the cheapest one you could buy, and then the nameplate just has nothing on it. So their main title was the cruiserweight belt. <laughs> I remember laughing at it every time I would go back because I used to for the summer I was a manager for one of their big little factions that they had. Well, not big, but little factions they had. And uh, I, I just remember every time I went backstage and saw the belt, I just kind of had a bit of a chuckle to myself. The guy that holds this is not a cruiserweight. It's <laughs> a big muscular guy. That was the funniest thing. Great. So post-match, Kuragaki, Hariyama start cutting a promo. Haley Hatred comes out. She basically challenges for the title. Uh, but uh, she challenges for the tag titles because she was never pinned. And she's never been pinned in JWP. And her partner is going to be Aja Kong coming for the title. And Hariyama just goes, okay, okay. And Kuragaki, with her zero personality, just stands there. She stands there and is like, I, I, I too confirm yeah, Kurigaki, just nothing. She is just stone. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the match. I don't think I've mentioned my, my piece of the match. I enjoyed the match a lot. Uh, you were pr- impressed by Kurigaki. I was impressed by Ohana. I just, Jesus Christ, she was just throwing knees. Yeah, this is... For a second there, without many knees, she was just fucking throwing. Uh, this is my 2011 match of the year so far. Yeah, yeah, it would be mine as well. I'm looking at uh, the shows we've covered. Stardom, nothing, that level, New Year Ribbon. Oh, you tell me, tell me Ari Souza wasn't a good match for you, Ari, whatever match Ari Souza was in. That. Nothing from the Oz Academy shows, which we covered in the previous episode, uh, quite reached. Um, well, nah, I won't, I won't say, I won't say the Manami Toyota, uh, Amano headbutt style match, uh, was quite as good as this, uh, this Ohada Leon Kuragaki Hariyama match. No, I think that was that was a good match, but it certainly wasn't like Leon and Ohada. I think took this match to a just a completely different level. Like you said, Leon's just out of her fucking mind. She's mental. Yeah, she's very healthy. The knees are good. The hips good. <laughs> Fast forward to seeing her in Pure J, the exact opposite. Yeah, this is not so not so, yeah. Kuragaki is the same way. Uh, oh, no, Hariyama's retired. Ohada's retired. So this was, I think, in the current landscape. Uh, they didn't draw very well at all for the days, but for the shows that we watched, I think day four was the best show, while day five had the best match. Um, I like the structure. I like the people that they're highlighting. I like the booking. I I, I really enjoyed the uh, the tag league the best. I think from a fan perspective, it was a success, and with the amount of like drawing ability, they kind of have. I can't say there's much other things they could do in the environment. So I think this was a success in my mind. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, 2011, people weren't really drawing that big. And I imagine the venue they chose was probably cheap anyway. So who knows if they lost any money or not on it. Right. Yeah, who knows? Um, my performer of Tag League the Best from what we saw, I'm actually going to give it to Leon. 
Yeah, I was going to go Leon, too. If you were say anyone else, I would have disagreed. Because uh-huh. I think Leon was just mental. Yeah, we saw a lot of her. She was she was just excellent. Uh, Bolshoi, unfortunately, had to team with y- Yagami, so that's kind of brought her down a little bit. Otherwise, I would have uh, Kurigaki, Ohada, Bolshoi. Kind of pick your order there. Hanako Nakanomori was very impressive. Uh, I'd go Leon. S- Sachi Abi definitely was up there. Yeah, I'd go Leon, Sachi Abe, and then uh, Bolshoi. Yeah, very. The Bolshoi Leon stuff was very good, and I yeah, liked it. Very a lot. enjoyable. I'll be sure to uh, record um, the kind of trifecta match from day four, where they kind of go back to back to back. I'll try to just get that like in one video, and then I will definitely record this. Um, this main event here, and I still need to go back and record the Oz Academy uh, Toyota match and throw that up on the Daily Motion page. Got to get on that. Uh, I still need to get you the JD Star ones to throw up there as well. Yeah, it takes some time. I got to like re-record them and screenshot them and do all that stuff. Our next show is going to be Wave Osaka Rhapsody Volume Eleven. This is the famous Yumioka Gami match that they've uh, supposedly been building to. And the Ice Ribbon Corican show that uh, promised we'd watch. So that's going to be the double feature for the next episode. Yeah, uh, Ice Ice Wave. Yes, it will be titled Ice Wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time. See ya.